What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I may be changing my mind on something. Good afternoon. Big Sills here on the National Football Show. We welcome you aboard here with us. Please hit the like button. Guys, I'm going to I'm going to potentially change something up here now. I'm starting to maybe, maybe understand a little bit about the Philadelphia Eagles way of drafting and looking at players. I'm going to make a point to you here. Okay? I want to make a point to you. All right? DK Metcalf is on the trading block. Do not, do not start with, he'd be a perfect fit with Devontae Smith on the other side of the Philadelphia Eagles. How he's not going there, folks. He's not. He is not going there. The Chiefs and the Packers have reached out to the Seattle Seahawks and are trying to cut a deal to bring the talented wide receiver to one of those barns. He's on the trading block. Obviously, Seattle is in a fire sale now, and they are doing every single thing they can to get as many draft choices and to rebuild. I think it's kind of weird, though, that a 70-year-old Pete Carroll, okay, a 70-year-old Pete Carroll is going to go through this massive rebuild with a rookie quarterback. And they're going to dump every single guy that they have on that roster that can bring any value when it comes to the draft. So Metcalf is now on the trading block. Packers and Chiefs are right now front and center. I can hear you guys saying this. Hey, why aren't the Eagles involved in it? Well, their track record right now is showing you they're not getting into anything that costs money. I'm going to do something to you guys here. And I want to say this to you guys flat out. You know what? I used to call wide receivers the most overrated position in the NFL. I used to just think that they were Christmas balls on the tree. There is no question that today's NFL, that position has become, you know, I used to think it was the frosting, but it's the cake. It's also the cake now. Okay. When you have a very talented quarterback and a very talented wide receiver, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, Mike Evans, Tom Brady, we're seeing the game evolve into, this is why we don't see running backs any longer in the draft. Will there be a running back? Let me look. Will there be a running back taken this year in the first round? 
Probably not. During my time, running backs were always taken in the first round. People, Cedric Benson, go back, man. I mean, people took running backs. Running backs were enormous in the game. Now, the wide receivers are, and they're being paid that way. We just saw it with a Tyree Kills deal. Do I think the Tyree Kill deal was worth all the picks and the money that the Dolphins surrendered to get him to go to Miami? I do think it was a little too much because you're not even sure if Tua Tagovailoa is your guy. But make no mistake about it, the wide receiver position has now become front and center. Guys, I did a little homework here about Howie Roseman. And I, I need your help here. And by the way, I went on the Philadelphia Eagles bio for Howie Roseman. So unless the bio is wrong on the Eagle website, I got these dates here. Howie Roseman was VP of personnel for the Philadelphia Eagles from 08 to 09. From 2010 to 2014, he was a general manager of the team. The 15, 18 years were Chip Kelly's years. And now currently from 19 to 22, he is the general manager of the Eagles. Here's our, here's are the names of wide receivers that he has drafted with his control for the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? And, and again, different when he's the player personnel director in 08, 09, I'm assuming that that's Joe Banner, okay? I'm assuming that Banner was the GM, but the guy who was the head of player personnel was Howie, okay? Again, all off the Eagle website. 2008, Deshaun Jackson. Under Howie's watch. Jeremy Macklin, 09. He was the VP of player personnel. He gets credit for this. 2010, Riley Cooper was functional. He was a decent wide receiver. Then we start to get into, well... Marvin Nutt, Jordan Matthews in 14, Josh Huff, who was a third rounder in 2014. Then we go into the Kelly years. J.J. Whiteside, 19, second rounder. Jalen Rager, first rounder. Very, very high bust. John Hightower, fifth rounder in 2020. Quez Watkins, 2020, a sixth rounder, a value pick. <clears throat> then in 2021, Devontae Smith yet to be determined on whether or not he's going to be a superstar wide receiver. So... The best wide receiver that Howie has had in the time that he has had control of personnel or an influence in personnel, when it came to the draft, was Deshaun Jackson in 2008. Since then, Jeremy Macklin, 
and nobody. His draft record as a wide receiver evaluator is less than stellar. And I'm saying this to you. Here's your topic. There is no question that Howie Roseman, in my opinion, looks at the number one priority for this coming draft, wide receiver, not edge rusher. Not linebackers, not free safeties, not strong safeties. It's wide receiver. Tell me I'm wrong. If the Philadelphia Eagles want to become a player in today's league, you can't go in, like I said today on the middle, with Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Pasquale, Dallas Goddard, and Miles Sanders as your offensive firepower. That's not going to get it done. You are going to be competitive. You'll be competitive with these players. But will you be contenders with these players? You will never be. Look, no shade on any one of these guys. Howie Roseman's number one priority in his eyes is wide receiver. You tell me I'm wrong. They need a guy to move the sticks. Well, what about the defense sales? Well, the Rams aren't really a great defense, guys. They've got some good defensive players is what they have. But when you look at their rankings, they're not spectacular. Look at the Bengals. They're not spectacular. What makes the Rams and the Bengals great are their quarterbacks and their offensive firepower. The Eagles have just signed Derek Barnett to a hometown deal because he could not find a market. It's a two-year deal. Guys, may I please do something here? Man, I see Howie's mouth moving, but I don't hear any words coming out. So you signed Derek Barnett back. A dude with two sacks last year. (sighs) This is the gamble? Guys, help me out here. Man. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Hey, man. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing this and telling you that everything is aimed in the right direction here when I see stuff like this. These are all common guys. Hey, man, it's one thing to sign guys when you have Tom Brady on your team or you have Aaron Rodgers on your team. You don't have that ability. You don't have that ability. Watch this, Dan. Right, he's fine. He's not a game changer. Where where, where is this game changer? And don't point to the draft. You don't know that. You've got to get exceptionally lucky. And if you do go wide receiver in the draft, you're relying on your quarterback to get better. Man. Watch this. They re-signed Barnett. 
How do I feel about that? Looks like a cheap move. How about this? Looks like a financially fiscal deal. Can I say, you want me to say it that way instead of saying it harsher? Watch, for all you snowflakes that don't like that kind of talk, I'll do this. Wow, it was a nice economic sign. (sighs) Hey, nice job, guys. Okay, great job. Exactly, Xander. Guys, Jalen Rager and Barnett on your team? The general manager is saving face because they were his high draft picks. Man, these guys are afraid to make the tough cuts, aren't they? He want how he likes to be right more than win. DK Metcalf, hey, when we talk about players like DK Metcalf, I'm sorry, I'm not doing that any longer because you'll never be in that conversation. Calvin Ridley was damaged goods. Let's be candid. Set out last year for whatever reason. He was damaged goods. How he was going to get him out of bargain basement deal. Falcons want to dump out of that anyway. Look what they're doing. They're getting rid of everybody, and they're rebuilding. They've got 60-some-odd million dollars of dead cap money. They're not going anywhere. Try selling that to your fan base. The the Philadelphia Eagles are in a great spot, and they're doing the same. No. The Saints are doing more. I I don't get it. You guys are going to have to help me here. Because I'm just not, I'm not seeing. You're pushing all your chip. And and, and Xander goes, could it be that they're really drafting a quarterback here? Fred goes, how much do you think they paid for him? Fred, you know it's not top market value, so they got him at a discount for something. Get this, no market for a first-round pick in 2017. No market for that. Overdrafted. Jalen Rager, overdrafted. But you see, you re-sign him and it saves, it saves face. Hey, <laughs> Derek Barnett. That's, here, here, here's your big news so far. Hassan Reddick, hey, wait a minute, let's do that. Hassan Reddick, here's the deals, totally. So Hassan Reddick is signed. Got to put that number one because it is the best move. They restructure Fletcher's deal, restructuring a Fletcher. It, it's a deal. It's a big deal. Even though he's not worth the $14 million that he's going to make even this year. You get Zach Pasquale. I guess he had a press conference today. <laughs> Attended by two. I'm kidding. You re-signed Derek Barnett. And you really have no interest in Deshaun Watson. You had no interest in Allen Robinson. 
You had no interest in DK Metcalf. You had no interest in talking to really anybody. And, it, and guys, by the way, if Devontae Adams was really out there, and I get that he wanted to play with Derek Carr, and that was pretty much set in stone. But when a guy like Devontae Adams becomes available and you're not even making calls to take a look at that, or how about Tyree Kill? I told you on the middle today, Drew Rosenhaus made it very clear to all 31 teams. Well, 32 teams. Because I'm finding out the Chiefs did offer a contract to him. He got a better deal in Miami. All 32 teams knew that Tyreek Hill was potentially going to be moved. And the Eagles passed on it. Two more years, right? Of 15-yard penalties. Man. Cilio, we are drafting a quarterback. Nothing else makes sense. Mark my words, Vasselli says. Daz goes, it's the same team past three years except a couple new pieces. How he's okay with being 500. You know, Xander said something else too prior to going on the air to me. Hey, guys, guess what? You think the biggest mistake that the Philadelphia Eagles front office made was that they anticipated the Super Bowl window to be longer than what it lasted? I'll always tell you guys this. If Alshon Jeffries catches that pass at the Mercedes Dome in New Orleans, I think you guys are in the NFC Championship game for a second year in a row. Okay? And who knows what happens? Foles was driving that team. If Jeffries catches that pass, you guys are in your second NFC Championship game. And who knows? They may have moved Wentz and kept Foles. You can't say this. Well, I got I got a guy here that put me in two NFC championship games and won a Super Bowl and is a Super Bowl MVP, and I'm going to go back to the other guy? I'm not even doing that. I'm not doing that. Wait a minute. I mean, his production spoke for itself two years in a row. Jeffries drops that pass. That was the end. That day in New Orleans. That moment. In New Orleans was the end of the Eagles Super Bowl window. Am I wrong? That is and was the moment. Because then after that, the Wentz stuff, Doug Peterson, the credit conversation went around the room. Who should get more credit for the Super Bowl? The Eagles got caught up in the BS about who should get the credit for the game instead of keeping the thing going. That's what I saw. Okay? There was a two-year window for the Eagles. Now you're signing guys back like Derek Barnett on a two-year deal, and you're signing... The 94th rated wide receiver, according to Pro Pro Football Focus. Four and a half sacks in the last 25 games Derek Barnett has. And you bring that back? Why? The only reason you bring Derek Barnett back is because it was his draft choice. Derek Barnett, if that were... 
a guy who was drafted that high in New England, Bill Belichick would have cut him. There was no market for him. Four and a half sacks in 25 games. And you drafted this guy in the first round. Man. Brother, I'll say it again. How he wants to keep all those picks. Steve Eastside, well, we'll wait. Can't be too long till he writes Rocket Arm in the chat. Name says, you're correct, sir. It was downhill from there. I don't know. What, 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 what is how it, 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 the only thing you're selling right now to your owner is the fact you're saving money. If you're a football person and you see these moves, you're doing this. We're going to go with unknown. Howie's taking more. I guess I get here. I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm assuming here that Howie's going to go with more of the gamble in the draft. We have to gamble. I'm, I'm guessing what that, that's what that means. Okay. Is that it's more of a gamble in the draft. Because it is. It's the the free agent market's too expensive for the Philadelphia Eagles. Corey says sales. It's Kenny Pickett. You may be right. You 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 may be right, Corey. Yeah, you guys may be right. Vaselli. You you may be right. You guys, I mean, you know what? You guys may be right now. The Eagles don't believe in Hurts, which is why they aren't doing anything. That is such a freaking great take, expired user one. That is such... Why would I go get DK Metcalf or Tariq Kill when I know the quarterback I have can't get him the ball? Brilliant. That's thinking and that's deduction. You're right. Why should I spend that money? When I got a bridge quarterback on a rookie deal, he saves me all that money. We're not going to win a Super Bowl. It, and, and now you see one thing is for sure, right? You, you know the Atlanta Falcons are doing what? The Atlanta Falcons and the Seattle Seahawks are looking at their fan base going, hey, guys, buy season tickets. You know, we're not going to be very competitive this year, and we're not going to win a lot of games. But you wait in five years. You wait in five years. Do you know how the Eagles get away from doing that? Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Paschal, Dallas Goddard, and Miles Sanders, and Jalen Hurts. That's how they get away with that. Because it's good enough to win, but not good enough to contend. Tell me I'm wrong. And and by the way, this isn't hating. All I'm doing is following what the Eagles are doing this offseason. I said that the Fletcher Cox deal was brilliant. Fred says, Big Sills is a quick learner to the Howie era. 
He's been, what's this? He's been really good at offensive linemen. He's got a three-year contract extension? How do you get a three-year contract extension when you haven't done a thing in free agency? You haven't even made a gesture. Oh, wait, the Calvin Ridley. But again, like I told you, he was damaged goods. And the Eagles got a break from Park Avenue. Thank God. Can you imagine if they made that deal and he got suspended for the year? The Eagles got a break. A break. Maniac, DK Metcalf is available. Chiefs and Packers are looking at him as we speak. Reports are out there that those two teams have put a deal on the table to Seattle. Absolutely. Vaselli, zero shot at getting him. They're not spending that money. After what they just saw, Tyreek Hill signed for You think as we get, what, a few weeks out from the NFL draft, you think how he's giving up after you signed Derek Barnett, you think he's giving up any of those premium picks to get DK Metcalf, okay, for Jalen Hurts, who he kind of believes in. I've done this before with the Buccaneers. I said to myself, I'm not going to do it again. You know, guys, I'm a, I'll, I'll tell you a little story. I was the morning drive host in Tampa for 15 years. And I used to point these same things out. Okay? All the time. And where the Bucks were going under the horrific direction of Mark Dominic. How that guy's on TV blows my doorknobs off. He was 24 and 55 and 1 as general manager of the Bucks and ran the Bucks into the toilet with those lollipop picks. He took over for, like, Rich McKay, and he took over for Bruce Allen. And he ran the franchise into the toilet. And I used to point it out going, where are we going? Where are we going? They stopped putting, and we were the flagship. And I, and I would get on every morning, and I would just go like this. And I wouldn't holler. Tim Rattay? They're bringing in for John Gruden? Tim Rattay. Then the greatness of Mark Dominic hired Raheem Morris. You you should have seen it. It was at the Super Bowl in Tampa. You know what I did? I went like this. Thank you, Chris. I had an empty piece of paper, and I looked at Raheem Morris right in front of him. Thank you, Chris. And I go, Raheem, you know what this is? And by the way, Raheem and I are dear friends today. He goes, it's a blank piece of paper. I go, it's your resume. On your qualifications to be the head coach of the Bucks, I did this live. Because I wanted to see how he respond. He goes, well, I'm hoping to prove you wrong. I go, me too. Bucks hated it. I think Raheem should get another shot at being a head coach somewhere in the league. I think he did a nice job with the Rams last year. I, I like him. He's a quality man, and I love his wife, and I love his family. 
But see, that's how I handle things. I look at what's going on. I have, Sure, I have some intel on some stuff, but I look at things as what I'm watching. And also, too, I like, I like to really study human behavior. And how they evaluate. The best general manager, let me just put it to you this way. I think the best general manager in the last 25 years has been Ozzie Newsome. You can't point to a guy who has produced more Hall of Fame guys than Ozzie Newsome. The Jonathan Ogdens of the world. The Ed Reeds. The Ray Lewises. The Suggses. Some of the deals that he brought in. The Jamal Lewises. Getting Rod Woodson and getting Deion Sanders in free agency. Ozzie Newsome. And then his parting gift to Steve Biscotti, the owner of the Ravens, he gave him Lamar Jackson, where nobody, including Bill Polian, said, this guy will ever play. For the record, I thought he would never play. Guy turned out to be an MVP. You know, optimism. Showing your fan base something. Here, here's, here's how I would go forward here if I were the Eagles in the fan base. Guys, I'm going to take a page, but I'm not going to be as much of a douche as I was a couple days ago. So I'm not going to tone it down. I'm just going to be smarter with what I'm going to say. You got to expect more from this team's front office, man. You guys have to expect more from this. You can't tolerate this stuff when you have this. Hey, I would get, you know what? If the Philadelphia Eagles were a million bucks under the cap and they had four draft choices and they were pushing their chips all in, you know what I'd be doing right now? Watch this. Well, you guys won a Super Bowl in 17. This is the price of sucking after you win a Super Bowl and you guys pushed all your chips in. I'm okay, I'm okay with three bad years of football for a title. I'm totally okay. Bro, that honeymoon's over now. Okay? That honeymoon's over. That bad puppy's over five years ago. All they did with Reddick was sure up the defense so fans will show up because they will win just enough. Correct. They like to feed you mediocrity, and you eat it. You know why you eat it? Because the NFL traditionally takes advantage of their fan base all the time. You guys will eat it because you love the Eagles. You'll eat it because you love the Eagles. The Eagles are your civic pride team. Dude, I was a Bengals fan. Our front office was shit until the franchise quarterback came. Eagles won't move the needle until they... Brother, Leo... Your team, look at the four O-linemen that the Bengals went out, and I said they would go out. You know what they're probably going to do, too? They're probably going to go into draft and address the right tackle position, too. And they're going to use that draft choice, and they're going to go, and they're going to have five guys, brand-new dudes. They even got a new center for Joe Burrow. And look at the weapons in Cincinnati. 
T. Higgins, Jamarcus Chase. I mean, Mixon, bro. Cincinnati's a destination and Philly's not. Who wouldn't want to play in Cincinnati right now with Joe Burrow? I can't. I, maybe that's what I'm not supposed to figure out. I, I, there's no. There's no. There's there, there's no. There's no path to getting better now. Howie has overvalued his guys again, like Jerry Jones overvalues his guys. The only difference is Jerry overpays. The Eagles underpay Derek Barnett. How do, how, here, how does Jalen Hurts get better with that talent around him? Joe Burrow gets four new O-linemen. Tug of Viola gets Tyree Kill. Derek Carr gets Devontae Adams. The guy in Los Angeles who just won a Super Bowl, Stafford, gets Allen Robinson. How does Jalen get better? By signing the 94th guy, according to Pro Football Focus, Cedric Wilson in Miami as well. And the greatness of Zach Pasquale is going to be the difference maker for Jalen. How would, you know, I'm going to give Jalen more of a latitude this year because if you put these guys on the field, you think he's going to throw for 4,000 yards? No way. No way. You actually think Devontae Smith, with these guys around him, is going to have a 1,200-yard year? Never happened. Never happened. How does he get better? Through the draft? That's such a crapshoot. Watch this. He may get lucky, like the Cowboys did. With Michael Parsons. Okay? And the only reason... Hey, you know what Xander asked me? Sills. If Devontae Smith is in Cincinnati, how many yards do you think he has? Eh, Probably between 1,200 and 1,400 yards receiving. It's like, well... Yeah, well, no, no. He'll never fulfill his promise in Philly. You 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 know what you actually have to do with him? My opinion? I think you have to make him a punt returner, too. I think you have to give him an opportunity with the ball in his hand a little bit more. Then again, you have to worry about his build. See, to me, Devontae Smith is my number one weapon. And he had 68 catches. That's so not good enough. How is that guy going to ever fulfill his prophecy with 68 catches a year? You got to put him in position. And you put Jalen Rager back there? Why again? You know, it used to be really cool. You know, back in the day to you guys, and some of you guys may remember this. Do you remember what the kickoff team used to be for the New York Giants? Lawrence Taylor, Carl Banks, Harry Carson, Gary Reasons, 
those great DBs that those were the starting guys on the kickoff team. LT used to play on the kickoff team. Because you know why? They put their best players on the field at all times. Because my LT is going to beat anybody's special teams kick return guy. You remember that? They used to put all, you'd see across the line on the Giants. I know you Eagle guys saw it. Is that Lawrence Taylor, Carl Banks, Gary Reasons, and Pepper Johnson on the kickoff team? They'd all be on the kickoff team. You're going, holy shit. Put your best players on the field and in the positions to win ball games. They don't do that with Jalen. Or excuse me, with Devontae. Fred says Lawrence Taylor could have played offense, defense, special team. <laughs> hey, 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 you know what, man? Him and him and Reggie are the two best defensive football players I've ever seen in my life. Chris says 90 catches for 1,090, 60 yards a game. Anthony, I don't want Bryce Young. Too tiny, dude. Too tiny. That's a great point. Wait a minute, Jordan. Devontae Smith handy or jo- Jordan says Jalen handicaps Devontae. Well, does Howie does Howie again maybe do this? Does Howie handicap Jalen? Let me hit on that. By the way, Warren Moon, I know I owe it to you guys. Warren Moon's going to join us in hour number two at 5.30 Eastern time. By the way, I want to throw this out to you. Tomorrow, some programming notes. Bruce Arians, head coach of the Buccaneers, is going to join us also tomorrow. It's how we handicapping, Jalen. Let's take a look at that. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. 
that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want or don't. Go for him, go for her, go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show. Your boy, Big Phil's hour number two. We'll talk to Warren Moon. He's had an unveiling in Los Angeles and one of the most respected quarterbacks ever to play. I'll get his thoughts on Jalen Hurts. Here's a guy that was a mobile quarterback, but know this. Warren Moon didn't run for wins. He threw for it. Combined with Canadian Football League and the NFL, one of the very few men in football history in North America that's a Hall of Famer in both the CFL and the NFL. You're talking about a guy who threw for 70,000 yards. How many men in NFL history have thrown for 70,000 yards? Not many. He's one. And we'll talk to him. That'll be in hour number two. So Bobby Wagner is visiting the Rams. Does Howie not like free agency? Does it have to be a deal? Isn't it okay to overpay for something sometimes? Let me bring the guy in. Let me. It's funny, isn't it? Arizona didn't have a problem making a deal to get DeAndre Hopkins. Where were the Eagles in that? Dylan says, hey, Sills, who do you pick with our first Ideally, Dylan, I, I, I used to, I went by common sense, conventional wisdom. I, I, I'm going to have to revise this because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. When it comes to the Eagles, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I have no idea. None. Okay. I'm starting to understand how these other teams, by the way, I predicted that Seattle would trade with Denver, and if you go back in my mock draft, I said that Kenny Pickett will be taken by Seattle at nine because I thought that they were getting ready to move off of Russell Wilson. That was a week probably before the Russell Wilson deal happened. Stupid Sills, I don't understand why Howie hasn't pursued anyone. Bobby Wagner's in Los Angeles with the Rams right now. Chris, Chris goes like this. What about Honey Badger? What about him? 
Would I be shocked if Howie signed him? Yeah. Does Howie need him? Yeah. Then again, Chandler Jones would have been a thought. Even Von Miller. Bobby Wagner. Your linebacking core, in my opinion, is subpar. Hey, Meta, Meta's right. I don't, I, hey, hey, dude, the Rams, they're in a different world, man. You talk about not understanding the salary cap or draft picks or whatever. The Rams deal in a different bank than I do. Holy cow, man. I don't know where they get this money from. I don't know how they make this shit happen, but they make it happen. They have no fear less needing Kevin Demoff, the executives for the Rams. And they take Stan Kroenke's money and they spend it like it's his money and not theirs. Like, you know, you get a corporate credit card. You know, we've all been there one time or another in our lives. You get a corporate credit card and you get the credit card and they go like this here. And you're like this, you know. Hey, man, that's Kevin Demoff and Les Snead. These guys go out, let's go get Vaughn. There's nothing safe in Los Angeles with the Rams. And I'll tell you something else, too. You know what I love about the Rams? Have you heard one Ram guy get in trouble being in Los Angeles? They got a pretty damn good locker room. No Rams get in trouble since they've all moved to L.A. You know, you got a lot of distractions in that city. There's been no issues with any Rams football players under that direction of that organization. It's pretty remarkable in a city like Los Angeles. And and, and they pay their players. And get this, they don't have to have those show me and prove those deals like Howie. See, I think also a mistake that Howie makes is you're constantly on a prove it deal. The Rams don't, you, that's not a prove it deal in Miami. With Tyree Kill, that's not a... I'm going to tell you why Howie didn't want to do the Deshaun Watson deal. Because Howie likes to prove it deal. Ain't nothing being proved with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Here's the money. Go prove it now. Oh, I see. So if you show up and you show me you're good, I'll give you the money? Man, organizations in the NFL don't act like that. Derek Barnett and Zach Paschal are the last two moves by the Eagles. Dude, you've got to be underwhelmed by this. Hey, Jose, I saw that. There's there's potentially another criminal um, charge that could be charged against Deshaun Watson. I saw that. It could be another grand jury being put together with one of the cases. I saw that. Four and a half sacks for Derek Barnett in the last 25 games. And he's brought back because how he drafted him in the first round in 17. I mean, gosh, Jesus, man. I hate people who don't recognize their faults and their mistakes. 
because then it lingers in your organization that you're just holding on to guys to save face. And what it does is it also pollutes your locker room. Do you, how about this? Do you think there's a dude in that locker room in Philadelphia that looks over at Jalen Rager's locker and goes, that guy belongs on this team? Howie Roseman is the Carson Wentz of GMs. I'm going to explain why. You can't explain away Carson Wentz's numbers this year. 3,600 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 63 completion percentage, 94 quarterback rating. You look at that and you go, holy cow. Franchise numbers. You look at Howie, 30 million under the cap, 11 draft picks, three ones, teams in the postseason. Quarterback is an alternate to the Pro Bowl. First year quarter. Quarterback and coach turned out to be a playoff team. Then you do this. But why do I look at the team and I'm underwhelmed? Lou goes, are the Eagles trying to tank with how he's moves? I really believe, you know what's funny? If you if you Google Howie Howie Roseman and you Google him, Howie Roseman, and when when you Google him, the first thing that said something to me and popped up, here's what it was salary cap staff council. He became a member of the Philadelphia Eagles front office in 2000 as a salary cap staff counsel. What could he possibly know about personnel? What could he possibly know about evaluating players? Now, could he have over the years picked up on some things that give you some telltale signs on how a player looks Um, Whether or not he's good enough to make it. Do you see pluses in my... You probably... I'm I'm, I'm not going to be as mean as I was in Tampa. Because those guys... I called them librarians. And I called them bookkeepers. They weren't talent evaluators. They were librarians. The reason I can't with Howie is because he does have a Super Bowl being part of the organization. There have been Hall of Fame guys he's been involved in their draft. He's had misses. Jeez, I'm sound like I'm watering down my take and it sucks when I do that because I hate it because that means the conviction I have is not there and I don't want to sound like I'm waffling here. Because I despise that kind of take. You're either, if I'm telling the Eagles or the Patriots or the Steelers or the Bengals or whomever to be all in, my take's got to be all in. Two and a half sacks. 
Here, last two moves. Funny, we used to have a guy on our network that would say, I got nothing. Okay. I got nothing for this. I don't know what to say. Dan, who do you think the Eagles should draft? I don't know. I don't know where they're going. I got nothing, Xander. Man. <laughs> hey, Xander, now you see why they say it to me, right? That hey, guy, man. <clears throat> Jesus criminy, man. <clears throat> Shane. Shane. Quarterback? Here. It's got a great one. What position do you think Howie drafts number one? With the 15th pick. With the 15th pick. What do you th- he ain't, by the way, one of those picks are being traded so that they can get another pick next year. Because he ain't going to – watch it. Howie ain't going to put himself on the line. He may trade two of them. Don't be shocked if Howie trades two of those picks because what happens if you draft three ones and they all bomb? (laughs) Howie, you know that broom closet you were in when Chip Kelly was here? We're cleaning off the desk and we're putting a name on the front door. It's over near the janitor's side. Yeah. Back your broom closet. Xander just says this. That last case against Deshaun is now closed as of eight minutes ago. But here, watch this. This is how the Browns and Jimmy Haslam and Rusty Harden, who represents uh, Deshaun in this. You know what they did? Sweetheart. Here's 500 grand. 500 grand. Non disclosure agreement, sign. But, and here's Tony Busby. Rep knowing that he gets 33% of that. Okay. <laughs> he gets $150,000 of this money. Um, hon, y- y- Case over, baby. Here's your 500 grand. We'll direct deposit it into your account. Bye. I'll see you in Cleveland. He's got a press conference tomorrow. In Cleveland. Hey, hey, light work, baby. Oh, no. Rusty Harden's a G, man. I know who he is. He's my, one of my boys. He represented uh, He represented Brett Favre. It's 500 grand. Non-disclosure agreement. And by the way, we get a chance to go after it if you open your pie hole or go to TMZ or anything. Are you ready, honey? 
honey, why are you calling me? Hey, sweetness, are you signing this or not? Yeah. Gas is pretty damn expensive today, isn't it? I know. Here's 500 grand. Here's your money. But, but what about right and wrong? I gave you 500 grand. Okay. Oh, right and wrong, man. Has a way of going away, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, 500 grand has a way of disappearing. Yes, you know, my, my intestinal, you know, will, and I'm here because of, you know, being mistreated. Here's 500 grand. Deshaun and I have decided that it would be in the best interest of both parties if we just move on with our lives. And here's five. Oh, wait. Here's five minutes of my time. Sorry. I didn't ruin it already, did I? No, we're good, sweetie. Hey, tell me I'm wrong how that worked out like that. Right? Tell me how that worked out. Stormy only got 300K or 100. I know, and that attorney that CNN thought was going to be the next president of the United States, I think he's doing time because he tried to extort Phil Knight. <laughs> that Michael Avante guy, he thought he would try that shit on Phil Knight. Phil Knight goes, I don't really, I don't think so, guy. You're gonna extort Nike? Okay. Yeah, now hey, he can watch all the Nike games and all the Nike athletes from C Block. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Hey, remember they used to put that old MSNBC and everybody used to put that guy on? Now, this guy is so unbelievable. He goes after Trump. That guy's in C Block now. <laughs> Hey, Chris is like, hey, cupcake, sign here. Dude, you can call me anything you want for 500 k Hey, little Sills, here's 500 k Where do you want me to sign? Right here? Hey, Cilio, you dumbass. Here's 500 k I'm the dumbest person on the history of God. Yes, sir. Right here? Great. Yeah, but you compromise. Yeah, great. Okay, guy. Money, money talks, bullshit walks. <laughs> right? I, can't, I, I hate to have to do this to people, but tell them what reality is. He probably did this 18 times. Non-disclosure agreements just to get it out of his hair. And by the way, it's going to be interesting to see what the league does to this. Okay? What does the league do? Xander, let me see the exact wording Xander gave me. The last case against Deshaun is now closed. That's not resolved. It's closed. (laughs) Uh Yeah, closed? By the way, isn't it funny? The local district attorney never filed one charge against him. How's the NFL going to come down with a penalty on Deshaun Watson when no charges were filed? How how do you do that? How do you, how do you do that? They decided no charges. Declined to indict. Maybe they didn't have to stroke the 500k. No charges. How many games do you think Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended for 
No evidence found against him in any case? Huh. Anton says, hey, Sills, you speak my language, Philly. Anton, you know what? I want, I want to go to South Philly because I'm hearing that's where all the paisans are. I, love, I, I was raised in an Italian section where I lived next to the water. Okay, I, I, I look, I, I'm, okay, nothing against Hell's Kitchen or any, I am very partial to Italian sections. Howard Beach, Bensonhurst, all that kind of stuff, okay? I, I was, I, we had with a lot of Italian folks where I was raised. Four preseason games. Thank you, Yale. Man. <laughs> Duck, I'm not reading that. I'm not reading that, dude. You're 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 obnoxious. Wait. Highly more obnoxious than me. Already served. South Philly full of Italians. Well, you got me there, brother. Atlantic City, too. By the way, all you guys, I'm telling you, the Krauses have done something. They've got big sills out of the Cilio Studios. And I'll be in Atlantic City the week of the draft. We're going to be doing our show from there. I expect some of you tools to come up and see me and have a few. Oh, behave yourself, too, because my aunt and my cousins are coming. Okay? My aunt and my cousins are coming. So be, be on your best behavior. The Cilio fan zone. By the way, wait, you got to hear my aunt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna size up this Joe Kraus guy and his Xander kid, man. That you seemingly talk highly about. But yeah, but don't tell him I talk highly about him, okay? That's not how he likes it because he hates that stuff. You say Xander does a great job. Yeah, okay, guy. All right. Well, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> hey, hour two coming up. Warren Moon will join us. We'll. Get to him at the bottom of the hour. By the way, he's at an unveiling today in Los Angeles. We'll get his thoughts on Jalen Hurts. I'll get his thoughts on Deshaun Watson. What happened with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson at the end? I got some information on that, and it was pretty interesting. By the way, had a chance to talk with Drew Rosenhaus a couple minutes ago, or about an hour or so ago, about how that whole Tyreek Hill went down and all the teams that were given an opportunity to make a bid on him. You'd be shocked how many teams didn't make a bid on him. Hit the like button. Guys, thank you so much, man. Fastest fastest show, in my opinion, on YouTube. You guys make it that way. Hour two coming up. Keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back to National Football Show, your boy Big Silk. Bottom of the hour, we will have our friend Warren Moon on, NFL Hall of Famer at 5.30 Eastern. Maniac, all good, man. We'll have some brewskis up there in New Jersey, man. A couple of my boys played up that neck of the woods, man. Penn Salkin and Cherry Hill. A boy, Greg Mark, played up there. Danny Stubbs is from that neck of the woods, too. Oh, yeah, man. Penn Salkin, New Jersey, you know where that is? Also, Cherry Hill. Used to hang out all in that Patterson area there, you know? And I told you this before, man. When I was a kid, I used to go down to Wildwood and I would listen to Bruno Morgani and Angelo and they would be the morning show for WIP. I think they had a chick in there too. If I'm not mistaken. I thought there could have been a woman in there too. But also, what's his name? The Flyer. Keith Jones. Keith's a great friend of mine. Man, I love me some Keith Jones. Keith's my boy, man. I love me some Keith Jones. He's my inside guy for all NHL. And, uh, man, I love me some Keith Jones, man. Yeah, he's a great, great, great guy, man. Oh, I've had him on a boatload of times. Jonesy, baby. Absolutely, man. What a great guy. He's always, he, well, I don't know if he still goes on IP. Big sales to drop a Howie diss track. Mind, I might have to have Ice Cube write me up one. <laughs> write me up a lyric on Howie and this big sales start rapping along telling you what's wrong with Howie. Howie doesn't know what he's doing in the first three rounds. It's, you want me to, okay, hey. I'll get him to do it, dude. 
Hey, man, believe me, just to be able to go down that line and making sure I know what I'm doing, Mink, Ice Cube goes, that ain't it. <laughs> oh, 007, I love me some Jonesy, man. I do. I love me some Jonesy. Yeah, hey, look. Hey. <laughs> hey, Meta. I'm more gangster rap. I'm the one. I'm not that. My daughter likes Kendrick. Okay. Likes Kendrick Lamar. Eh, you know, that's not me, man. I'm more about, hey, got the gat in the hand going to my boys. Giving. <laughs> no. Luther Campbell, too, man. Uh, let's see. Who else? Is Vanilla Ice a rapper? <laughs> oh man! Hey, is 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 he a rapper? Right? MC. He still is the only rapper. That's funny, man. Got I got a gat in my hand. <laughs> Stop, sales. <laughs> Okay, man. No, hey, you should have seen it, man. So I'm there, right? Um, and we're 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 just we're just having a whole bunch. He goes, man, dude, just pretend like you're talking, knowing where you're going, and you, and you just keep talking. He goes, you're good at it. You got that's how you learn how to rap. MC Cilio, NWA. I met them all, man. MC Yella. Yep, know him. I was a bodyguard for him when he used to come down to South Florida. When NWA used to come down with Eazy, that dude, I'll say it again to you, the dude that was in straight out of Compton that rolled like Eazy, dude, I couldn't. I, I, I even said it on this show. I told Cube that dude who played Eazy, man, was spot on. Eazy, spot on, man. The medicals, I'm kind of impressed. Yeah, well, when I got Luther Campbell and Two Live Crew and I got Ice Cube and West Side Connection and all them dudes. By the way, Skilo and all them guys, man. How about Too Short? I know Too Short very well. I'm going to a con- Oh, wait a minute. My wife and I and my daughter are going to a concert um, next month that Ice Cube's having and... Uh, a, a bunch of his boys are going to be down there. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think Two Short's going to be there. Seal's rap card revoked, please. Easy, easy. Easy, he got a big... F- <laughs> My aunt watches, so I got to behave. All right, let's get back into this. I know, man, everyone kept coming on this show and kept saying to me, Sills, let's go get us some DK Metcalf. How about this? He's available. DK Metcalf's available. According to Pro Football Talk today, Metcalf and the Seahawks are taking offers from the Chiefs and the Packers. Where are your Eagles? Bobby Wagner's visiting the Rams. Help me. I sound like Jerry Maguire. Help me. Help me. 
Cuba Good starts laughing at him. And I feel that's what you guys are doing to me. Uncle Luke, that's right. I feel like you guys are laughing at me. Help me. The guy starts, Cuba Gooding starts going, help me, help me, help me. Come on, Jerry. <laughs> that's what you guys are like. Help me, help you, right, 007? Help me. Help you. I'm glad I could be part of your entertainment today. Still part of Westside Connection. The gangster, the killer, and the dope dealer. You want me to go on? I can. <laughs> We're cringing at Hey, Steve, thank you. Okay, kiss my ass, Steve. <laughs> oh, man. Show me the money. 100% chance how he siphons his gas. That's a bad thing. <laughs> but funny. Go on, Sills. Go on, Sills. Go on. No, 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 man. The gangster, the killer, and the dope dealer? No, I don't think so. Told you my aunt watches this. Did you party with two live crew? Are you kidding me? Luther Campbell follows me on my Twitter page. We talk all the time. Luther's a dear friend of mine. He's my uncle. Hey, just so you know, before we go on here, so Big Sills, I got introduced by, of course, Jerome Brown. And he goes, this is Luther Campbell. Luther Campbell goes like this. Oh, you ain't white. I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, you and Italian boys. You're the closest thing to a brother. Okay, then Jerome starts, put, he starts laughing. He goes, I told you, man. He goes, man, you ain't a white guy. All right, all right, Luke. He goes, come on, man. We're going overtime to Liberty City. I'm like, where's that? Well, I found out, man, right away, okay? I'm in there, and I'm going like, okay. This shit's real. I'm in there, man. We, we, go, to this, um, we go to this soul food place. Got all these Chinese food boxes and all the soul food. Who are you, white boy? I'm Italian. <laughs> oh, oh. So I use I, I used to drop that like this. Who are you, white boy? I'm Italian. Excuse me. Um, oh, okay. You one of them. You one of them white brothers. I I I I, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and man, it used to be so much fun. Yes, I'm Sicilian. And so hey. Of course I'm with Jerome. He told me to wear my jersey and make sure the name was on the back. Silly O. Like Moses Malone. <laughs> um, oh, Steve. Liberty City, Overtown, Bell Glades, Florida. How you doing? That's some real, real folks. Those are the boys I played with. Who are you, white boy? I'm Italian. Oh, okay. You one of them special white guys. Oh, okay. All right, man. It was so much fun. Oh, man. Oh, man. It was so much fun. It was so much fun doing all that stuff with them. And Luther would go like this. Cilio, we got a party over at the Fountain Blue. The Fountain Blue follows me because of all the legendary parties Luther used to throw. They follow me on my Twitter page at Dan Cilio Show. And Luther used to get the entire 14th floor 
like to himself. And then we'd have the ballroom. Rude. I mean, dude, there'd be every young rapper in the planet was down there. Smell of weed. Everyone had a great time. Luther took care of us. And if you got a hundred, if you got 10 tackles in a game, you might see a hundred dollar bill in your envelope. You got a sack in the game. You might see another hundred bucks. So know this big seals had a hundred tackles <laughs> in one year. And I was closing in on 10 sacks. <laughs> so it was a good year, man. I made all my incentives at Miami. Hey, I made all my incentives at Miami. Hey, Sills, how'd you do in your contract with the Canes? I don't know. I had a Corvette and I lived up to all my incentives. I, I, I made a, I made a, I mean, I don't know. I made a hundred, $200 a game. I'm good. <laughs> man, that was some fun times, man. And Luther was, you know, Luther used to put on the Miami hurricane uh, jackets all the time for his, for his album covers. And he used to get all of us to work, um, um, he used to work uh, security for all of his concerts and he'd get arrested and shit because he was saying some really nasty stuff. And finally, man, my grandma goes, Hey, you know, that uncle Luke guy, I'm going like this. Yeah. She goes, I just saw he got arrested. He said someone uh, about a bitch. I went, Oh yeah, you have to be mistaken. Graham. He, he, he would never say such a thing. no, they said he said something about slapping a bitch. I went, my grandmother too, man. She's just old school Italian. I'm going, no, no, no. He, <laughs> my grandfather's in the background going like this. I don't know. <laughs> Who is this guy? And I'm like, you know, he's my Uncle Luke. He goes, he's your Uncle Luke, huh? Mm-hmm. You taking money from this guy? Not at all, Gramp. <laughs> Hell no, man. Hell no, man. No way. And to this day, man, we are tight friends. I love Luther Campbell. You know what he is now? He's a high school football coach at Edison High. How's that for you? The guy who was the lead singer of Two Live Crew getting arrested back in the day. He's now the head coach of Edison High School in South Florida. And they're a damn good football team. They're a damn good football team. He's Mr. 305, man. You think Donna Caslam um, is a uh, t- Mr. 305? It ain't. It's Luther. By the way, did you see that little dust up between Spolstra and your boy Jimmy Butler? How you doing? And you see, you know what the media guys do. Oh, my God. This will be a massive distraction to the heat. Barrett and I today went, hey, man. That's some good shit. Eric Spolster came out and went, hey, sometimes, man. You know, we got our ass kicked in two straight games. You know, they are still the number one seed. You know, we got our asses kicked twice. Eric Spolster's a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a coach. I like him. I mean, look, agreed, he had, he had LeBron. But he just went to an NBA Finals a couple years ago in the bubble with that Heat team and Jimmy Butler. GT says that Luke started to twerk. That's good stuff, man. Oh, man. They're just they're good memories, man. Outside of my family, actually my young family, when I lived in Stanford with my family and uh, playing at Miami and my family now, those are the greatest time in my life. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, my my fam, my Italian family. I was raised by a completely one hundred percent Italian family. Back in Connecticut, everybody was Italian. Everybody. My my the Rotas, the Cilios, the Bacuzos. Oh, I I never went out. I rarely went out to eat because everyone were the greatest cooks on the planet. You didn't have to go out to eat. You didn't have to go to a seafood place because my grandfather and I caught all the seafood. We had everything we ever wanted. And we really didn't ask for anything. It was good times, man. It was a great way to live. I wouldn't give up my childhood for anything. It was the great, and you know what? I wasn't raised with parents. I'll take that back. I didn't, wasn't raised with a father and mother, but I was raised by tremendous parents. My grandparents and my aunt and my uncle and my other uncle. Who, by the way, I just said, oh, I guess he's German. <laughs> That's right. He's probably the only one, maybe two, man. Dan, you ever get a word in edgewise? <laughs> oh, man. Dan, do you ever get it? Dude, do I talk too much, Kevin? I see some of you tools there in the middle. Let Barrett talk. My wife says the same thing. So if I don't agree with you, dude, if I don't agree with you, why, why are you trying to change my opinion? Ugh. Shut up. You sound like the guys that give me shit here. Poor Barrett. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm losing a little respect for Barrett, though, and his mic issues. I mean, Xander and I were two minutes late today on the middle because this guy was figuring this thing out. He finally figured, I guess he figured it out. And Xander's no help. Cilio, Jesus Christ, and he turned the damn screen so I can see it. Stop hollering at me. (laughs) God, it's like talking to a four-year-old. You, Barrett, every guy that works here has no understanding of technology. Okay, kid, you're right. guy hollers at me (laughs) he goes you're an idiot where's your daughter your daughter i guarantee you knows more than you he says the embellishing king oh really wait a minute xander just said the embellishing king okay hang on here for a second let me think talk show host embellishing gee i don't know (laughs) really well xander I'm waiting for the lights to go out. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, don't forget, bottom of the hour here, man. We're going to catch up with our friend Warren Moon. We're going to get a hold of him and get his thoughts. He's got an unveiling that's happening in Los Angeles. And I want to hit on that, too, because he is such an absolutely spectacular person, man, leader, guy who's went through racism in the NFL to have such a great impact in society. The stuff he does in Houston, the stuff that he does in Los Angeles, you know, he is a counsel to many quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm so thrilled that he's our friend. So we're going to take a small time out here. Do me a favor, guys, hit the like button. We're going to catch up with Warren Moon live in Los Angeles. There's an unveiling. Plus we'll get his thoughts on Jalen Hurts, his thoughts on Deshaun Watson. What happened in Seattle between Pete Carroll And Russell Wilson, our friend Warren Moon, will join us next. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. 
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. National Football Show with your boy Big Stills. We will talk with Warren Moon here in a couple minutes. Looking forward to talking to him. He has an unveiling coming up, and I'm going to hit on that. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. Gets an opportunity to get a restart. But here, know this. How much do you really think Atlanta's going to build anything around Marcus Mariota and giving him a true shot to get his career back on track again? I mean, right? $60 $60 million or so in issues when it comes to salary cap there in Atlanta. They're not going to be able to bring people in. They're trying to unload Calvin Ridley before he got in trouble with the league. They got rid of Matt Ryan. I mean, there's nothing real. Well, the kid Pitts from Florida is there. But, I mean, how much do you really think they're going to help him there? It's an opportunity, something Baker Mayfield doesn't have right now. But let me ask you this. Howie Roseman and his constructing of the team, do you think he's helping or hurting Jalen Hurts' chances of becoming a franchise quarterback in Philly? If there is one thing we have learned by some of the conversations that have gone on with the NFL quarterbacks over the last couple of years, and Brady really started this, hasn't it been that some of these quarterbacks are now demanding that you keep retooling the team every year to make us not just competitive, but contenders. No quarterback worth his salt wants to be on a football team that's competing. Welcome to the league, guy. 
You're supposed to be competing. This is the top level of football. If you're not competing, there's something going on inside your organization that you need to have a come to Jesus conversation with your personnel staff if you're the owner. If you're just going through the motions of being 500, what are you really looking to do? Put a good show on for your fans? What do you think is more important for the Eagle owner right now? Putting a good show on for you or winning games or saving money and winning games? Here, here's how I see it. I look at the Eagles as the owner wants to have a really good product for all of you guys to go to games, spend money, buy all the hot dogs, beer, everything. But when it comes to really spending money, think about how he won the Super Bowl. He won it with a backup quarterback. Okay? He won the Super Bowl on the cheap. He won that Super Bowl on the cheap. Rams won that Super Bowl because they spent money. Bucks won the Super Bowl because they spent money. Man, if you're not going to... Hey, you know, I've always said this one thing about baseball. And I get it. The Rays blow this up all the time, don't they? I think if you play in the National League East or you're in the American League East, you got to spend north of $170 million in payroll if you're going to truly contend. I know the Rays blow that up. I get it. Completely destroy that fundamental thought process. But if you're not spending money nowadays and you don't have a farm system like the Phillies don't, you've got to spend north of $175 to $180 million. If you truly want to compete against that Atlanta franchise that John Sheerholz has put that formula in since 1986 when he had Bobby Cox there, they have had that same system. Man, they used to get rid of all the David Justices and the Gary Pendletons and all those guys. But they would keep the Glavins, the Smoltzes. They would keep the Averys. They kept all them guys. Pitching staff remained intact. They got rid of everybody but the third baseman. Man, Philly score a lot of runs. Can't play defense and pitch. Great. Here's my, here's my story with the Phillies. Until you prove me otherwise. You can't play defense and you can't pitch. Hey, score, score a lot. Welcome to softball. You got a softball team. You don't play defense. Can't pitch. Score a lot of runs. And you lose games 8-9. Congratulations. Another, another team that fools the fans. Uh, You know how the Rays beat you? They play defense and pitch. Not sexy. There's no Bryce Harpers on that team. They had one, Evan Longoria. They shipped his ass out of town to San Francisco. I don't think so. Whatever the Rays do, I don't know. Okay, but I have a question for you. Okay, um, you think Howie holds back Jalen? You think he holds him back? Well, you think Jalen Hurts is going to throw for all those yards with that stuff? I don't know, man. I don't see it. 
I don't. All right. Guys, one of my favorite people on the planet, and I've got this unveiling, and I'm so disappointed that I'm not going to be there. Hamilton High School today at 5 p.m. It's at South Robertson Boulevard in Los Angeles. It's going to be a mural unveiling right there on campus for my friend Warren Moon. Warren, I tell you, man, the impact that you make in life for people and all the things that happen for you and all the things that have been accomplished for you, again, just another just another symbol for you of what you've really meant to people. It's got to be so rewarding for you to see something like this. Yeah, you know, Dan, I'm truly uh, I'm truly honored by this. Uh, I was really uh, shocked when they told me that they wanted to to uh, construct a, a mural of me that will be there forever. I mean, that's something that uh, that's pretty serious. It's like having a statue or something like that. But the, I was worried about okay, what would it look like? And then when I heard that Mike Sullivan, the uh, renowned uh, sports artist, was doing the, the artwork, then I was really comforted because I've seen a lot of Mike's work and I've also had a couple of pieces done myself. So um, I really think uh, it's going to be a great affair this later on this afternoon. You know, my mom gets to be there. She's 95 years old. Uh, it'll be a big moment for her because she's one of the reasons why I was even able to go to, to Hamilton High School because um, it was outside of the district that I lived in. And uh, she wanted me to go to a better high school in a better, better uh, neighborhood where it was safer and all those different things. And we had a better athletic program. So I owe a lot of that to her, and this is kind of where all my goals and dreams started for wanting to be a professional athlete, and uh, Hamilton High School played a big, big role in that. Every one of us have had a moment in our career, there was a bridge, Warren, where we sat there and there was a moment that changed your life. When you were younger, was there a significant moment for you that you had in your young career where somebody said, or there was a situation that kind of made you understand what your path had to be for you to become the player and man, most importantly, as you are today? You know, that moment happened for me at Hamilton. Uh, when I was when I first went there in the 10th grade, I had a coach on the uh, the sophomore team. He didn't want to play me. He just, he just, for some reason, I don't know if he didn't think I was good enough where everybody else on the team. Warren, let me stop because you were black. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I go there, but, uh, you can then you can go there so um i was really uh, dejected that first year I, I was wondering did i want to stay at hamilton if i wasn't going to get a chance to really play and then i was working out in the spring right after that season and i was on the track one day walking around uh after i had run i was walking you know just walking uh, kind of cooling down and then the varsity coach jack epstein comes up to me he puts his arm around me and says in my ear you know what, you're going to be my starting varsity quarterback next year. I love the talent that you have. I love your work ethic, and you're going to be my quarterback. And right there, a light just went off in my head, and, and I just uh, took my workouts to another level. Um, I knew I had a big responsibility, but I also knew I didn't want to let him down. And, you know, the rest is history. I never looked back after that. You know what, and, and you've had so many of these obstacles. Warren, I watched you in college when you were at Washington, and you played – against Indiana. And I, I, I looked at you as a young kid. It's funny that you become a friend of mine now and you were such an inspiration to me because I said, I want to do what Warren Moon does. But then that journey stopped for you when somebody said you can't play in the NFL. What was that moment like for you when you had to find – and get this, 
you had to, and I played in the CFL too, Warren. I'm an alum too. So I love the fact that we were in the CFL, but what, why, what made you keep the dream going? Just belief in myself and uh, continuing to keep working and just understanding that I could play this game and I could play it at every level that I had, had been through so far in my life, whether it was starting in Pop Warner, I was as good as all the other kids. Uh, when I got to high school, you know, I ended up being an all-city and, and uh, a couple of All-American team performer in high school, you know, going to junior college and uh, making all-state and, and setting records in the state of California in my one year in junior college and then going on to, to the University of Washington and doing the things I did there, too. So I knew that I could play because I, I excelled at the highest level of every level that I played the game. And there was no reason why I didn't think I could do it, uh, given the opportunity to play in the NFL. It was just a matter of somebody giving me an opportunity. And I made the most of every opportunity I had, whether it was in Canada, whether it was in, in junior college, high school, you name it, I, uh, I produced. You know, Warren, you, you you have to be so proud that you're a game changer like my friend Doug Williams. I mean, a trailblazer. And I'm just wondering what you think of the league now when you're seeing all these African-American quarterbacks today that are excelling and standing on the shoulders of what you two guys and guys like James Harris and all those players like that were able to do. I just wonder how you feel about that. You know, I'm really proud. That's one of the proudest things I'm uh... – uh, that I accomplished in my career that I was able to help make change. I was a small part of that. Like you said, Doug Williams winning a Super Bowl. Uh, what Shaq did, uh, James Harris, you know, leading a team to the playoffs and championship game when he was with the Rams. And Randall Cunningham, how dynamic he was when he played during my same era. And then the things I was able to do. So, you know, all of us played a small part in changing the minds and changing the attitudes of general managers, of owners, of, of presidents of clubs that, African-Americans can not only play the game, but they can lead our teams. They can uh, represent our organizations. They can do all the things that we either didn't think they could do or didn't want to think they could do them. And uh, that's why you see all these young guys now getting those opportunities and they're being drafted high in the draft. They're being uh, paid very well. Some of the highest paid players in the league are African-Americans. They're being endorsed very well. And then they're using their names and they're using their uh, platforms to help social change. So I'm so proud of what these young guys are doing with the with the power that they've been giving, and, they, and they're taking advantage of it. You know, I know you got a busy day here, Warren, so what I'm going to do is a couple questions here more for you. Were you shocked NFL-wise? Let me throw this at you. Were you were shocked that the relationship ended the way it did in Seattle? And I saw Pete made a comment that he fought all the way to the very end with Russell Wilson until he realized there was nothing else to fight for because Russell didn't want to be there. Were you kind of disappointed in how that relationship fell apart at the end? Yeah, it's too bad it did, because those guys had a great 10-year run together, and they won a lot of football games. They had a lot of exciting football games. They were able to go to two Super Bowls and win one of them, and you just don't like to see uh, relationships end like that. Hopefully, it can all be repaired later on after, after some time goes by, but uh, yeah, once a, once a player, especially a, a dynamic quarterback, doesn't want to be in a certain place, it's probably not a good idea to keep him there because you're not going to get the most out of him. You're not going to get his heart and soul like Russell likes to give to the game. So it was probably best that they parted ways, but you just don't like to see uh, the parting happen the way it did. And and there's really no way to le leave situations in a good in a good um, manner. Uh, somebody's going to be disappointed. 
Uh, I know a lot of the fans are disappointed there in, in uh, Seattle because they, they loved Russell Wilson and everything he stood for. But uh, in this game, a lot of times, once you're in a place for, you know, 10 years or so, you usually have to move on and go somewhere else. And that that's kind of what's mm-hmm. happened in, in the case of Russell Wilson. I'm going to ask you one last question here, Warren. Um, Jalen Hurts, you think he has the ability to be a franchise quarterback? You know, I really do, Dan. Um, you know, he's not the – the um, purest of passers uh, in his career right now, but he gets better every year and he gets better because the kid just works and works and works. He's willing to do whatever it takes to be a good player. Uh, I think he has a winning attitude. I think he has a lot of winning intangibles, uh, but all he needs to do is keep, um, keep throwing the football kind of like what Lamar Jackson did. Once he came into the league, he just continues to get better and better and better because the more you work at it, the more you're gonna you're gonna get better at it, and uh, uh, he took a team to the playoffs last year. And just think what's gonna happen as he gets better each and every year he's in the league. He's only been in the league two years. People will forget that he's a, still a young young player in this league. So uh, he's got a lot of growing to do and, and and a lot of improving to do. And he's gonna do it because he has that that right mindset. Absolutely. And folks, you talk about a great event today. It's a mural unveiling here on campus at Hamilton High School where it all started. For Warren Moon, 2955 South Robertson Boulevard, Los Angeles. Again, um, truly an honor. And don't forget also to check out his website, Crescent Moon, of all the great things that his foundation ends up doing. Warren, thank you so much for finding time today. If you could promise me one thing today, please send me a picture of you standing next to it because I'm going to post it, and it would be an honor for me to post it with this mural. Thank you so much, Warren. Hey, Danny, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you a, a link to a live stream we're doing, so maybe you'll be able to watch a little bit of it, all right? Fantastic. Thank you so much, Warren. Take care, buddy. You got it. That's my friend, Warren Moon. Absolutely. Definitely want to watch it. Live streaming. Warren Moon being honored today in Los Angeles. And, again, you talk about a guy who was told he couldn't do it, he couldn't do it, he couldn't do it, didn't believe it. And I love, you know, you see, Warren didn't want to even go down there when it came to the race end of it. Coach didn't want to start him because he was black. It's horrible, man. I was talking to Barrett about that today. Big Sill shows up, he goes and plays football. When, when you're a black kid back in that time, you had that obstacle. You know? Good for him, man. What a legendary career. What a legendary man. One of my dear friends. All right, I want to take a quick time out. Do me a favor, guys. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. 
That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show. I got a phone to pick with uh, Mrs. Brooks here. Welcome aboard, everybody. Please hit the like button. Let's see. Chris, I'm going to tell you a little more about my relationship with Jackie Robinson here in a second. Don't ever, Mrs. Brooks, come on this program and don't identify that you're not here to say hi to me like you do your kid. I get very jealous like that. You can ask my aunt. I like very few people. And now that I found out that you're a gun-toting, okay, you're a gun-toting mom? See, my wife wants to be a gun-toting mom. She, she, you know, I mean, it's unacceptable. Your kid today with the mic was completely unacceptable, and you not telling us that you're here is, come on now. Okay? Come on now. <laughs> right? Great interview. I need some love too, mom. You know? Jeez, what are we doing here? Barrett just doesn't get it all. You know, you're part of the Big Sills world now here, man. I'm not just going to let you roll out of here like that. That ain't going to happen. Let me tell you my Jackie Robbins. Dude, you're, you guys are going to... You know what? When I, when, when I tell some of these stories, people have to just think I'm lying. Not, watch this. My aunt watches this thing. So my aunt is going to be able to tell you all of this stuff that I'm telling you is true. And the reason why, <laughs> thank you, Mrs. Brooks. I appreciate it. What kind of bread are you baking too? My wife bakes bread. She loves it. Okay. So let me tell you my Jackie Robinson story. So when I was, Jackie Robinson lived in Stanford, Connecticut. And I swam with his kids. I knew him as a really young guy. My father was a golfer. And he used to play at this golf course called Hubbard Heights. I think they changed it to Brennan Golf now. And it was right next to my Uncle Rocky's house. 
So my dad, who was a really great golfer, used to play, and my one of my one of my uncles, Clem Miner, and him would 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 play, and Clem was great too. And a member of that course was Jackie Robinson, and Jackie would play. And my dad was like a state champion golfer and Jackie played with my dad. My dad would play with Jackie Robinson at Hubbard Heights. So when I was a really young kid, my grandfather would take me up to where my dad was. And like in the late sixties, before my dad moved away, we would go over to Hubbard Heights and my father's playing. I think Jackie died in 73. So I was a young kid. And, um, I got a chance to hang out with Jackie Robinson. I'd go over to his house, swim with his kids up in Pound Ridge. You know who lived right down the street from him? Larry O'Brien. I got to cut Larry O'Brien's lawn when I was younger. I'd go up there and cut Larry O'Brien's lawn. The thing that the trophy, the NBA trophy is named after, he was the former commissioner of the NBA. I'm, a, I'm a, like a 14 or 15-year-old kid. I'm cutting Larry O'Brien's lawn crazy the life i had and i would go jackie robinson's house he had a great swimming pool we'd all go over there robostelli's would all be over there too and i hung up ain't how you doing kid had a high high pitched voice how you doing what's your name dan Cilio, jackie or mr robinson i looked at the guy like he was jesus christ himself i'm looking at him i'm going like that's jackie robinson you're going like this. Yeah, man. That was my, and I would end up learning how to do sports on this West side park that was named eventually the Jackie Robinson park. And we'd go over there. Oh my God. I'm still friends with Rachel to this day. Oh yeah. Having a guy like Jackie Robinson, get this shaking hands with Jackie Robinson. How'd you like to have that? I've shaken probably the two most incredible sports athletes I've ever shaken their hands of was probably Jackie Robinson and Ali. Ali used to come to our Miami Hurricane practices because Jimmy was a huge boxing fan. And Dundee would bring him up. And there was Muhammad Ali on our field. All of a sudden, we just all stopped. Hey, you should have seen it. We're at Miami. Ali walks on the practice field right in the middle of practice, man. We're getting ready for Florida State. And Jimmy brings... Ali on the field. We all just, I go, I'm sitting here. Get this guy. I'm sitting here like this. I went just like this. Holy shit, it's Ali. Everyone's sitting, we're getting ready to have a scrimmage. I go, holy shit, it's Ali. Everyone goes, whoa. And no, nobody was paying attention. We just start walking towards the guy. Everyone's like, wait, wait. And I'm just like, hey, man, the, the greatest is here. We circle around him. We're talking to, we're talking to Ali, and he's like, "Yeah, you guys, man, you're my favorite. You guys remind me of me being the heavyweight champion. Look how pretty I am. Look, look at you guys, man. You guys, no one likes you. Everyone thinks you guys are just the bad guys. Come on, man, you suckers, let's go." Oh, he was so, he was so much. Jimmy used to bring like, uh, Wilford Benitez and. Hector Camacho. Oh, man. It's just. Dan, if I shake your hand, does that mean 
I shook all the hands of people you shook the hands with. Yes. 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 It's a connection. Ali or Mayweather, come on, May. Come on, dog. You know what made Ali so tremendous? All the people that beat him, he went back and beat them. All the people that beat him. How many times you see that? Frazier beat him. Goes back, puts two iconic fights on. Second fight wasn't the greatest, but the Manila fight was spectacular. Norton beats him. He beats him. You know, I really don't know if Ali really ever beat Norton, but he got the decision in two. Ken Norton fought him tough. The great, we've had George Foreman on this show. Foreman's my second favorite heavyweight. And the Holmes fight, Carl, he was totally past his time. Totally past. He was just hanging on. And the last thing that goes is heart. George Foreman's my, I was there the night George Foreman. Oh, wait. I've showed you that before. I've showed you that. I don't even know where I put it. I was there that night when I saw, when I saw, when uh, Foreman knocked him out. I got it up there somewhere. George, I, I, I was sitting right next to him. George Foreman, one of my favorite heavyweights. Oh, yeah. Sales ever met Rocky Marciano? No. I met his brother. I believe Marciano was killed in the late 60s. I think a plane crash, he was killed. 49 and 0. Yeah. The Brockton Brawler, man. Yeah. I met Tyson a bunch of times. You know, actually, actually, I've met, hey guys, a Mayweather story for you. Okay, here's a Mayweather story. Floyd goes like this to me. Hey, man, I want you to hear something. I'm sitting in Vegas. He's getting ready for one of his fights. Well, I, I, it was, I think it could have been the uh, Pacquiao fight, or maybe it was the Coda fight. I don't remember. I brought my daughter. So he goes, listen to this. Gives me a cell phone. Your balance is 143 million 700 85,000 and 22 cents. I'm going like, he looked at me and he goes, I go, you got $143 million in your bank account? And he goes like this. Yeah. He goes, do you know why I do that? I go, uh, I'd like to know why you have $143 million in your bank account. And he goes like this. You see all these people around here? You think I'm giving anybody access to my money? By the time I get to my paycheck for this fight, it'd be gone. People like that guy over there, Bob Arum, people like that over there, head of the MGM, these people want their piece too, dude. And they go in there freely just taking money off the top. I have a $25 million fight. If I let those stiffs have access to my bank account, you know what happens? I'm fighting for $5 million bucks. pretty smart all right so the news for eagle fans today Derek barnett's back two-year contract did you get the presser today too did you get to the presser 
The Zach Pasquale presser was today. I believe that was on the Eagle. They actually had the sack to put that on their Twitter. Zach Pascal presser? Dude, who do you think he is? Tyreek Hill? <laughs> hey, Showtime just threw up in his mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. We went nine and eight last year, and Howie and Loria said, let's run it back. I don't know. Hey, wait a minute. Former host, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I don't know. How do I got nothing? I got nothing. Let's run it back. What? Still, she sold her three calzones, extra pepperoni sausage. I done. <laughs> Barnett, baby. More Jackie stories, please. I forgot the Eagles. <laughs> Nicely done, brother. Way to go, Gary. Zach Pascal, Tony, no, he didn't. He beat his chest like Tarzan at the presser. Oh. 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 I got nothing. I got I got I got nothing. The Philadelphia Rosemans. That sounds like a sitcom. More moon, please. <laughs> Hater hates me. <laughs> Well, you're kind of a penis maniac. I mean, let's kind of let's let's cut to the chase here, okay? You're even a jackass to me. So, I mean, what are you talking here? I can't wait to have a couple with you, though, brother. Huh? Be with you, dude. Man. Hey, by the way, tomorrow, Bruce Arians, head football coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, will be on with us tomorrow. Let's think about that for a minute. So we had the head coach of the Colts on, Warren Moon on, and we're going to finish the week off with Bruce Arians. Can you possibly tell me where you get another show like that? And guess what I do? I, I, I actually can't, like... Um... Hey, Xander, wasn't that cool? He gave me his private email, too. So I got Frank's private email, and I got... Bruce Arians' private email. Xander, I sent that to you already, right? I think I sent that to you already for Friday. Bruce's contact stuff. So we're going to have Bruce Arians on tomorrow. And I'm going to dispel one thing, okay? (laughs) (laughs) hey so tomorrow bruce arians and i'm gonna ask him okay i'm gonna ask him if that rich ornberger story okay is real did tom brady and you hate each other at the end i already know the answer because he's already told me 
By the way, you know what? I forgot to mention. Did Jordan Mulata really do the mass Singer last night? How'd he do? Did he, did he do the... I, I heard he did pretty well. I mean, somebody... Go, Seals, have you seen this thing? I... I Hey, I, I I heard he did really well, man. He did great, really. That doesn't shock me. He looks like a fun dude. Oh my god, that's great. What well, I'm going to watch it, man. Talented, okay. You guys got me, man. Paul says good. Oh, that's fantastic, guys. All right, listen. Hey, don't forget tomorrow, Miss Brooks. Thank you for joining. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me that you do that, okay? Also, tomorrow, don't forget, I'll be back on with Barrett. We'll talk a little bit more about, I'm sure Barrett's going to have something to say about uh, Barnett being re-signed and such. So we'll get his thoughts on that too. The press conference of Zach Paschal. Where do the Eagles go to? Also, Bruce Arians will join us tomorrow. We'll get coaches' thoughts on the upcoming 2022 season with Tom Brady. Brady's thoughts again and all that. Should be a boatload of fun. Please hit the like button. Guys, you were fun as hell today. Thank you so much for coming aboard with us. You make the show grow every day. And I can't thank you enough. Tomorrow, 4 to 6. Peace out. See you on the flip side. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.